Hey now, hey now, hey now. Losses are piling up. Excuses are the same. These are the effects of a rebuild. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Pucknologist, the only completely live, unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast wrapping up the week of Sharks hockey, part of Teal Town, USA. Oh, if it's your first time checking out the cast, hit that subscribe button on the platform of your choice, if you please. Oh my gosh, jerk, the Sharks were dominated all week, again. It's fucking Groundhog Week here. Uh, but it's it's a takeover, so uh, we're uh, taking over for After Dark, which means we get into the game you just saw. San Jose losing 3-1 to one at Colorado. Kakinen getting a start. Well, I mean, this was to be expected. The Sharks haven't won a fucking game in Colorado since 1819. They haven't Did won somebody a- say playoffs? <laughs> oh, dude. What else? You know what happened in, in 1819, if I remember? Wasn't there a game seven that year? Uh, there were two game sevens. Oh. You don't say. One of them, one of them in particular, uh, I seem to remember was very thrilling. I can't uh. say why. Uh huh. Well, they haven't won a game on New Year's Eve since 2014. They're now 0 and 6. And Colorado, again, the Oop. best home record in the NHL, now 15 and 4. Whew. Uh, look, silver lining. I mean, the Sharks came in. 0 for 10 on the power play and they got a power play goal tonight so i mean at least there's that silver lining was that the game ended of course but and i mean they weren't completely horrible despite losing ferraro halfway through the first period i was gonna say i wonder if uh the uh you know pick your you know pick your deity uh <laughs> You know, I I wonder if uh, I wonder if Ferraro only uh, playing just over four minutes in this game. I wonder if I wonder if anybody maybe, you know, put some kind of feelers out there to their uh, higher power of choice to maybe get that number that number down a bit for the giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Okay, jeez. Oh, my gosh. All right. So we'll get to that. Oh, that's that's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, dude, it was 11 minutes before the Sharks got a shot on goal in the first. It was 15 minutes before they got a shot on goal in the third. I mean, did they think Mark Bergevin was going to show up and just throw the puck in the Sharks' net? I oh. Definitely seemed like they were waiting for something. Yeah, dude. Uh, and it, the first Sharks goal since the first period versus L.A. So six straight periods without a goal for San Jose. Uh, That's how we drew it up. Uh, yeah, eight straight loss. Another shorthanded empty netter allowed. Uh, think think we get to uh, eleven straight losses. I mean, dude, Detroit, they're gonna be pissed off after being uh, embarrassed on what I, uh, f- you know, longingly, fondly look back on as Heart Attack Day. Uh, <laughs> A day you, that will live in infamy. Right. Then you have Winnipeg coming in. They're going to be pissed because they got gassed two to one the last time the Sharks won a game, by the way. But if you haven't noticed, Winnipeg right at the, you know, fighting tooth and nail with Dallas for that top spot in the um, Central. And 
and then, dude, and then you got Toronto, and you know they're just going to be coming in saying, hey, can we see both your goalies back-to-back? Is that cool? Because we're probably going to make an offer on one of them. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we might need to trade for one of them. Yeah. So, look, I mean, it was a shitty game. So, look, th- there's your after dark. Hope you enjoyed that that hot, you know, five minutes or whatever it's been. I mean, it, it's it's a shitty week. It's uh, What are you going to do? A 5-1 fi- loss, a 5-0 loss, and a 3-1 loss. The Sharks, over three games, have gotten two goals. I, I'm honestly, I'm, I was kind of sh- shocked that the uh, the Sharks hung in there as long as they did, despite how outplayed they were. Yeah, and I think too. that's, I think that speaks to Kakinen more than anything else. I would agree. Like he's whatever you want to say about the stats and recent history, like he was good. <laughs> oh, look at that, Brett in the chat says thank you for the prize. Uh, opened it on Christmas. Nice shout out. Nice. Merry, Merry Chrysler. Hey, hey, congratulations on winning. So, uh, yeah, Cat gets two starts. I don't know that you could really blame either of the losses on him. I mean, I, I will say I thought definitely one, that that first, that Fiala breakaway goal, I think Kakinen probably should have had. Yeah, that one, I mean, it was just so sudden, too. Right? Yeah. And so to you're you're kind of already behind it like right from the very beginning. I mean, I know I know Zetterlin got them up uh early in that game, but you know, to to come from the intermission thinking you're going to put the put the pedal down and then huh. Fiala, Trevor Lewis, Pierre-Luc Dubois. It's like, "All right, well, I guess not." Yeah. No. And and despite the fact that LA hasn't been that great at home. No, but... well, you know, every every team needs a, you know, they need a game where they get their head on straight and evidently that was that night for LA. <laughs> So the Sharks would get run for the second time in just over a week versus the Kings. I mean, the headline on that is good team beats bad team. And it's yeah. another game where the Sharks can't hold the lead. Then Edmonton comes in. And just like I was saying a minute ago about uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton came in wanting to make a statement because the last time uh, it cost Woodcroft his job, basically. <laughs> and they were going to get some uh, payback. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. LeBanc uh, le scratched, of course. I had a feeling this game, like, I don't really know what I expected from this game. You know, I was I was thinking one of two things, like you had pointed out. Either the Sharks, again, this was going to be the Sharks head on straight game, <laughs> and, and they were going to do something, or Edmonton was going to completely blitz them. You know what I mean? Like, I figured it was one or the other, right? And so, you know, did a little, uh, a little sprinkle, uh, you know, two plus goals in the first period. We had four. <laughs> that was great for me. Nice. Um, but I, yeah, like you just, you got the vibe, right? Like Edmonton kind of wanting to get on track, right? And then the Sharks getting pumped in LA the night before you were thinking, okay, one of these teams is going to come out buzzing, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it depending wasn't the on, shark. I was going to say, depending on, depending on uh, how you look at it, it was either the right team or the wrong team, just kind of whatever your feeling is. Um, well, I mean, dude, the, the team literally came out with that Corona. Yeah. And poor guy got completely shelled in the first period. I do feel bad for him. Dude, 12 <laughs> goals against average 12. Well, and, and Burroughs and <laughs> Burroughs and Ferraro were heavy minuses as well. Oh, dude. So Burroughs thrown up a dash five Ferraro dash four. Uh, I mean, Kakinen, to his credit, saved 17 of 18 and posted a 944. But let's be honest by then. 
Oilers, you know, the dogs had been called off. They were up 4 nothing. The Sharks weren't putting up much of a fight. So, bada-bing, yeah, well, bada-boom. And you know what? To you, you talk about, like, you know, a heavy push, right? Maybe, like you said, putting up a fight. Uh, William Eklund, six, six shots on goal. So, as we always talk about, right, like, building for the future and, and, and uh, establishing trends and all this kind of stuff, the right guy was sort of leading the troops, for lack of a better expression, uh, in trying to generate some momentum. And I think you like to see that. Like, if it's if it's a guy who is going to get traded away at the trade deadline and he's the one that's buzzing, you're in trouble. Fucking A. But if you're the guy who, of this current roster, the guy who will probably be here the longest, you want to see him being the one leading the charge. So, you know, that's kind of the the glass half full variety, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you brought up Burroughs there for a second. I mean, dude, there was an article from somebody earlier this week talking about, like, what a great leader Kyle's turned into. And I'm like, he's fucking dash 12 over these seven-game skid. <laughs> like, literally the worst. It hasn't posted a fucking point. And I'm kind of, like, going, okay, sure. I mean, I guess, <laughs> dude, those, everybody needs a clickbait article, I suppose. I mean, holy crap. I didn't even understand that. But, look, this is the rebuild we all wanted, people. <laughs> this is the one the Sharks needed. Uh, you know, they were ridiculously late to admit it, but uh, dude, what happens if the Sharks finish last and don't get the number one pick? Like, what if Chicago gets it again? I think it would be really unfortunate, but I also think you have to, like, you gotta, you know, you gotta play the hand you're dealt, right? I mean, you know, I, like, yeah, like, like the teams that have, um, the teams that have rebounded, right? Like who went through the rebuild and then came out the other side, like, you know, uh, Edmonton, multiple first overall picks. Jeez. Toronto had a first overall pick. The Florida Panthers had a first overall pick. You know what I mean? But these teams, like you got to make your hay outside of first overall as well, right? I mean, Hell yeah. Mitch, Mitch Marner, fourth overall. William Nylander, eighth overall. You look at Edmonton. Leon Dreisaitl, fourth overall. Darnell Nurse, I believe, was ninth overall. Joe Pavelski, so, 217th overall. <laughs> sure. But so, like, if the Sharks don't get number one overall, that doesn't mean that they can't turn this bitch around. I mean, would it be significantly easier to? Sure, but not impossible. And I think... But, dude, if they finish with the best odds and they don't get it and... Chicago gets it. Yeah, well, that reminds me of like I my one of my favorite stories in pro sports is the Buffalo Sabers in 2013, 14, and 14, 15, like trying everything in their power to get number one overall so they can get Aaron Eckblad, and then the next year trying everything in their power to get Connor McDavid uh, first overall in 2015, and like literally. You made too many saves. It's like we got, we got, we got to stop playing you. You know, and like, mm. oh, you scored, get the fuck out of here. And <laughs> you know, and and so to to do all that work to get rid of good players and tank, for lack of a better word, and then to come up short on the first overall pick two years in a row, like, yeah, that would suck, right? Dude. But at the same time, you you know, you got to make your hay where where you get it, where you can, you know. Well, and the rebuild has a start in the pipeline. Even Han tonight on the pregame finally admitted Ooh. that the <laughs> that the Sharks, you have to draft, but you have to develop who you draft. Is McCarthy the guy you want steering that ship? I would say no. I know there was some. Uh, 
I don't know if you saw the group chat or not, but there was uh, there was some controversy over the Barracuda Lions. Uh, Yo. What day was that? Friday, I think, or Saturday? <laughs> yeah, where it's like, wait, is this upside down? <laughs> I just, you know, and again, and funnily I, enough, they won that game in the shootout. By the way, <laughs> and and you know, I I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way because I do genuinely think all people involved are nice people. But it's to the point where, like, you know, like, my play now is I watch the game on mute because I don't want to hear it. But, like, Are you even talking just sharks or cuda? Sharks. Oh, okay. But you just, like, certain things, like, you know, they flash on my screen, and I'm just so, like, over it. Like, I just, I'm like, ugh, I can't even look. Like, I, I, and I know you feel the same way. Yeah. Where, like, I, I absolutely hate, like, it's, it's very high on my shit list. I hate being spoken to like I'm stupid. Yeah, and the patronizing stuff I, is annoying. And sometimes I feel that way watching the Sharks broadcast. Mm -hmm. well, and honestly, had had it not been Colorado, I probably would have watched the Colorado broadcast. But the only downside is the Colorado broadcast is worse than the <laughs> Sharks broadcast. <laughs> I know, it's not great. And again, dude. before anybody tries to cancel me, all parties involved are nice people. I just don't like the messaging. Yeah, well, and, and I've said it a bajillion times. Like, dude, I've got a lot being a DJ for as long as I was. I know a ton of DJs. A couple of them, nicest guys on the planet, and I'm not a fan of the way they, they do their gig. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then there's a couple of guys, a couple of DJs that I know, dude, they're, they're kind of like total assholes, but God damn, do they fucking DJ their asses off. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, it's, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, but I still go, look, if you really want to build this pipeline, I think you find somebody who has some success doing it. And not and none of this shit of well the most wins in AHL history it also has the most losses. Yeah, like stop with that. And I mean, go ahead. You want and I've said this all along. I think I mean, going back to when they fired DeBoer, right? Like you want a coach, and a lot of people say it's Ryan Warsawski. You want a coach that will grow with the group of players, right? Yeah. Well, you saw what happened with Dallas Eakin. Right. And and so that's not to say that, you know, if you want to bring it back to the Barracuda, that's not to say that John McCarthy couldn't get there at some point, but early indications are it's a bit quizzical. And I and I think you could say the same thing with Bob Bugner, right? Where, well, and Woodcroft. Uh, and Jay Woodcroft as well, where it's like mm, yeah, Jay actually, yeah, that's a good example. Jay Woodcroft is someone who kind of grew with the group, but with Bob Bugner it was more like you know, it was almost like the opposite where it's like, okay, Bob Bugner, he has his guys, he wants to do his thing, and he's not really, you know, espousing the company message, so to speak. <laughs> well, it just, dude, three guys tonight on the roster were drafted by San Jose. So Eklund, Hurdle, and Ferraro. You look at the entire roster, it's just five guys. Eklund, Hurdle, Ferraro, Couture, and Vlasic. And then yeah. you go back to the 15-16 Cup season, dude, Braun, Couture, DeMello, Goodrow, Hurdle, Melker, Marlowe, Nieto, Pavelski, Tierney, Wingles, Vlasic. Like over half the roster had been drafted by the Sharks. Well, even even the the point, I, I know this is kind of different from what you're saying, but even what we had talked about, uh, what we had talked about a couple weeks ago, and I hate to do it, but like do it. the last time the Sharks were in the playoffs, like how many players from that team are still on the roster? You know, oh, dude, it's it's classic. <laughs> it's couture and it's LeBanc hurdle and hurdle. And so it's kind of like, you know, I think that is actually a good thing. I think that's step one of of the transition into the next era of Sharks hockey. 
but to your point, like eventually, like you you got to start seeing like you know the lineup needs to start being populated with players who were drafted by the Sharks or young players that weren't drafted by the Sharks, but the Sharks kind of took on them early on and are sort of taking on the onus of shaping them. <laughs> no, not unlike Henry Thrun. Yeah, not unlike Henry Thrun. Not unlike uh, the plan for Philip Zadina. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, we didn't draft you, but you're young enough to where like we can mold you to kind of be from our system sort of deal. Um, you oh, know, yeah. you need to start seeing that. And I had a conversation with our friend Ryan earlier, and he was talking like, when is Bordalo getting in the lineup? And I'm like, well, first of all, there has to be room for him. Yeah. And but second of all, like you gotta. <laughs> There'd be room if he played defense. Right. You know, there's got to be room <laughs> for him, but also, you know. At a certain point, you have to, you know, you you got to put your own hands on the wheel and you got to say, hey, you know what? I know there's a hundred fucking forwards here. I'm better than all of them. Watch this. Yeah. You know? Well, see, and, so it's, and I don't it, know. it's it's a double-edged kind of thing. On one hand, the players need to take the reins, but on the other hand, management and coaching needs to put the reins in their field of view. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Taco Cruz, do you think Will Smith will play in the NHL next season or will he go to the A? No, he should. to me, he should go to the A. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, because he's a college draft pick, like, if you're signing him, you think he can make an NHL impact. If you don't think he can make an NHL impact, I would just leave him in college and let him completely torch the NCAA. Yeah, I'm fine with that, but it's like we 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 can't pick these guys when, they, when they're green. They If we're going to pick that fruit it's got to be hella ripe yeah so and that's and and that's fine like what like what what are the like you know say will smith i mean i've I've seen some people speculate if will smith leaves college at the end of his season and signs with the sharks to end this current nhl season maybe maybe he does but maybe he doesn't i don't really think it matters either way you know what i mean like it's you know development as a professional athlete is is nowhere close to a straight line you know what i mean yeah uh, we get some quotes. Thanks, Eric. Uh, losing is not easy, but we battled. It is what it is. We did the small things and that's huge from Kakinen. I mean, sure. Okay. <laughs> Again, it's one of the, like that right there. Like I, I'm not trying to be a dick that right there. Losing is not easy. We battled. It is what it is. We did the small things and that's huge. Like that's why I don't like talking to players. Cause that is like, so cliche well not only that but just that one like it is what it is <laughs> like no has it, it ever been actually, what it wasn't i mean because here's the thing like if it is what it is then what it is sucks <laughs> right you and, know what i mean to, well, your, to your point in the first period you had three shots on goal in the third you had two if that is what it is <laughs> you got a lot to worry about yeah dude if like if that's your best Maybe just leave that alone. Our expectations for you were low, but <laughs> holy fuck. Well, dude, no team has been shut out as many times as the Sharks. Uh, the thing that blew me away, dude, is after getting shellacked 10-1 over the two games combined versus LA and Edmonton, the Sharks got Friday off. <laughs> and Saturday. <laughs> dude, it's like, and, and you heard Quinn in postgame after Edmonton, it's lacked commitment, couldn't control the neutral. Poor puck management, high danger turnovers. Uh, you know, dude, you've won one of your last nine games. You get you give the team a day off when they get a rare couple of days off. Like may, maybe practice something. 
special teams maybe maybe I mean, uh, maybe puck protection i feel like this is just a continuation from our last our conversation last week right <laughs> where yeah. it's got to be really tiring to have to talk to the media every freaking day about the same shit yeah because it's the same excuses over and over and over oh, uh the the one thing can you can you say over this week i mean dude did anybody up their trade value i would say no did anybody hurt it i mean maybe barabanov he certainly hasn't been the player this season that he was previous. I I do wonder, and I don't want to speculate because I have no idea, but I do wonder if the injury... You think he came back too fast? Yeah, like just, I don't, like, I don't know. I, I think also the type of player that Barabanov is, he he benefits from playing with, like, guys who can do most of the heavy lifting, right? Mm -hmm. Like... Like, he's really, it's that same old adage of, like, yeah, he can pass the puck really well, but if he's passing it to no one, like, you know, what is it doing? And, and you know, he played today with, or at least he started the game with Justin Bailey and Ryan Carpenter, like two serviceable NHL players, but, you know, those are not the guys that a player like Barabanov he should be playing with if, if you want to see success, you know? Yeah. And seeing Ian saying everybody screams bag skate like it's 1930, it's not like the CBA isn't a thing. No, I'm not screaming a bag skate, but it was an optional. Like, I, I, I don't know that I would have had an optional in that. That You know, like, if you're going to sit there and talk about all these things that aren't being done correctly, yeah, that, but maybe you practice it. But, okay, but. even if you just Even if you just have a meeting and you talk about it, you don't even strap them on. But here's the thing, shoe on the other foot. Do you not think that at some point there's there's room to say, hey, you know what? We've like what prior to tonight's game, what was it? Six in a row they'd lost? Seven? Eight? Seven seven coming into tonight. Yeah. So like I feel like at a certain point, if you're David Quinn, you say, Look, just get away. The last, the last seven games we've been freaking terrible. Go away. You know, the game against the Edmonton Oilers was on was on Wednesday. Wednesday. No, no, Thursday. 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 Thursday game, you say, hey, you know what? Today is Thursday. We don't have another game till Saturday. I don't want to fucking see you Sunday. Until, su until Sunday. Sorry. I don't want to see you again until Sunday morning. Go like. <laughs> Despite having the holidays you know, off. Right. Go spend, <laughs> go spend time with your family. Go to the park. Go see a movie. Do whatever you need to do to get your head on straight. And then come to Colorado. And even if we lose, we need to play inspiring hockey. There you go. So, and so that's kind of the shoe on the other foot to what you're saying about the optional scheme. All right. Um, so look, hero and zero for me, it's going to be real fucking quick. I think you, I, if you, if it's going to be, we are already. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah dude, we, 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 come on, we're going, um, dude, uh, Th Thrun or Granlin. That's the, those, those are the only ones I can even consider. Oh man. Yeah. The, the pickings are really slim. Like, uh well, everybody else is getting my zero this week, so. Yeah, I mean the Sharks—they had two goals this week, right? Yeah, I mean, so where do you go? And and you know, Corona got shellacked, and I mean, it, got that I, Corona. I think maybe you could almost make a case for Kakinen, but then again, I go back to the Fiala goal. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I I got one for you. I all right, quick it, make it quick. Jan Ruta for being oh. not a minus player in all three games this week. Oh, all right, I'll give you that. Uh, so dude, the, uh, did you see Bedard going Michigan on Bennington? I did. I love that. Dude, that was a Christmas gift we all needed.
I'd love for that. many for many reasons. I mean, so many. I know people got sick of like hearing about Bedard, which I think on some level I did too. Me but, too. But but at the same time, when the most exciting you know player to come in the NHL in eight years does exciting things, like it is good for the league. You have people who've never watched hockey. They're like, man, that guy's fucking sick. I gotta watch his next game. <laughs> so new fans is awesome. I'm all for it. Oh, we do have a couple. Funnily enough, we have a couple comments coming in from Quinn. It says, yesterday was our third practice in a month. Iron out things defensively, and it showed tonight. Well, maybe you could have carved a fourth one in there. I don't know. But again, like, what, like, and again, I'm, <laughs> thing is, I'm not a pro athlete, so who am I to say anything? But I feel like you don't need practice to know the fundamentals. Uh, yeah, you, you can't practice commit level. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're either committed or you aren't. So right, uh, dude. So uh, you know what? Let's have some fun with this real quick. Or actually, you know what? Let's um, we're gonna save Say this. For, well, you know what? We're gonna save it for next week. Uh, but the thing, uh, my homework for you: teams oh, to no. watch in the second half. I want next week. I want you to give me your team to watch in every division. Sure. Team to watch uh, on the come up, and maybe the team you think is gonna decline. And we'll see where we're at. Okay, so a riser and a faller for each division? Uh, yeah, like, okay. you know, like, I'm just going to say, like, right now, I'm going to say uh, in the, uh, at least in the West, I'm going to say, you know what? I think Vegas makes it into the playoffs as a wild card. Okay. So that's just a little, a little, a little teaser, uh, but that's something we'll get into next week, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Um any thoughts on the World Juniors? Last time I looked, Jake Furlong has an assist for Canada. Havlid has a goal and three assists for Sweden. Bystead has three goals and a helper for Sweden. Uh, Haltonen has three goals and three assists for Finland. Uh, Will Smith, two goals and an assist, but is the faceoff leader, while Polkamp has a goal and two assists. Both of those guys for USA. Anybody standing out to you uh, big time, or is it just kind of like... Hey, you know what? It's it's just juniors. Like, let's not read too much into this shit. Well, so I I will admit I I haven't watched the World Juniors as much as I have in recent years, just because if you can believe it, I am somehow still battling the bug that I had a couple weeks ago. No, that sounds like it. And uh, it actually came back a little bit. I don't I don't want to scare anybody, but I saw a TikTok that uh, it's making me think some things. Um, <laughs> Well, that that'll be the final thoughts section. Um, yeah, send it. But just like like obviously like following, you know, if you don't already, you know, Ian, Kevin, Mark, Jules, like you should be following them on Twitter because they're going to give you like all the lowdown on everything that's going on outside of the NHL roster. Obviously, much better than I or AJ could. And so, what has been really encouraging to me is seeing, you know, and it's maybe it's low hanging fruit, but like seeing Will Smith play well, like. The Sharks took him fourth overall. Like you want the the diamond prospect to be playing well, right? Like if what's, he was point. Well, what's was, funny though is that one of the reviews I've seen is Smith actually out of the group is could potentially be be playing the worst. Which yeah, I mean the stat you know that that is kind of how the World Juniors work, especially when you're on Team USA or Canada. You know you do kind of run it up a bit. Um, but I think the most exciting thing for me has been Haltonen, just because. I kind of think he is one of like the sort of sleeper picks from last year's draft. And so it's exciting that the Sharks were able to get their hands on him. And he's played 
very well. Um, obviously, in the World Juniors, he's played very well um, outside of that as well. And so I, I think that's exciting. Just, you know, it's easy to be excited about first overall or uh, first round picks, top 10 picks, that kind of stuff. But when you've got guys scattered all throughout the tournament playing well, like it, it does give you a sense of optimism for the future. Well, and again, like we mentioned <laughs> earlier, dude, <laughs> draft and develop, baby. You're going to have to figure this out. Hope it works out. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Tweet of the week, dude. It's a good one. Oh, is it so good? Oh, it gives, gives me a, a, a little happy in, in, the, in the fun spot. Uh, evidently, there is a new antitrust suit against the NFL, and all 32 teams, and Fanatics. <laughs> According to the complaint, the licensing deal between the NFL and Fanatics is anti-competitive and designed to thwart competition and keep the price of NFL-licensed merch as high as possible. Uh, let me um, follow that up with three words. No fucking shit. <laughs> so let's see how that goes, but I'm juiced to see someone finally bringing some sort of uh, lawsuit. Some Let's get some litigation involved. Let's end the fucking national nightmare that is known as fanatics. Break this shit up. Oh, I can't take it anymore. Uh, so do you want do you want to know something interesting? Say it. And this does kind of crap all over the point that you just made, um, but you know, I and I'm with you. You know, fanatics. They, yeah, we we could spend a whole. It's a shitstorm, yeah. But you know, the the one moment, and you know this, the one moment I've given fanatics their flowers has been on their headwear. And so for for Christmas. Uh, my mother-in-law got me a 49ers beanie from Fanatics. I have to say, it's a pretty nice beanie. So, right. well, there you, you go. The Ryan in the uh, the lawsuit's going to get tossed. Hey, maybe it will, but maybe it'll embolden somebody else to bring some more shit. And you know what? Uh, shit's got to start somewhere. So, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe the next lawsuit will be taken a bit more seriously, and so somebody on and so forth. Somebody's got to somebody's got to walk so that someone else can run, right? Absolutely. Speaking of which, Barracuda. So the Barracuda did play a home and home this week against Bakersfield, going one and one. The Cuda have only <laughs> had consecutive wins once this season. Are Damn you it. kidding me? Oddly I'm enough, against the top team in the division, the Wranglers. <laughs> <laughs> but against against Bakersfield, uh, they did pull off a 5-4 shootout win. They scored three times in the third, erasing a two-goal hole. Figure that one out. They win their first shootout of the year. Uh, shootout goals coming from Gushin and Robbins. But in game two, it's a 4-2 loss. Goals from Gavanki and Kanijov. But Gushin and Robbins both pick up assists, as do Mukabadulin and Bordalo. Uh, Gavaki scored in both games, so, uh, you know, probably likely to get called up soon so the Sharks can dress, what, 8 or 9D, right? So, follow Teal Town USA, like we said, Ian Reed, Sharks Jewels, uh, Lacey, Mark E, on Twitter for those live tweets and gifts during most Barracuda games. It is prize time. So, uh, I'm going to do two here. Uh, let's see here. Ferraro, time on ice, I believe, was the tail, was it not, last week? Was the what? The, was what we were looking for. 
Yes, uh, Ferraro's ice time in these three games. In the Sorry. three ga- LA, Edmonton, Edmonton, and tonight versus Colorado. What that. is that total, sir? What? Um, it <laughs> it is drum roll. What it is? Um, oh God, what happened? Where'd it go? Malfunction. Okay, got it. It was, and and admittedly, you know, it would have been a lot higher had he not gotten banged up. It was uh, 47 minutes and 30 seconds across the three games. And who came closest without going over? And did, who? did anybody, just because Ferraro, as we said, was gone by the first 10 minutes of tonight's game? So here's the funny thing. And uh, first time winner, shout out. Nice. Um, we love those. Here's the funny thing. The person who won is the person with the lowest guess. <laughs> so again uh our winners um i know if i if i butcher it i apologize steven bahonic bahonic um you are our winner uh i don't know if you put a hex on someone or something to get ferrara's ice time down low <laughs> but you know you are our big winner i will send you an email um right now actually uh asking you for your address and uh we'll go from there yeah there you go uh Eric asking, hey, giveaway time already. You guys have somewhere to go? In fact, I do. That's why do you think I'm getting through this so fucking fast? I was so, going to say, uh, the, but, wife, the wife and I are watching White Lotus. I got to go watch that. There you go. Uh, but it is New Year's, so uh, I thought it'd be fun to just do a, a, a quickie. People, the you know, the Felixes, the Jerks, the Erics, the, 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 teal, the teal Town people are obviously not allowed to play in this one, but I'm going to do an instant Ooh. instant giveaway. All this talk okay. about Mark Edward Vlasic. Mark Edward Vlasic has worn another number for the Sharks other than 44. First person to put that number in correctly in the chat wins an uprising jersey. Oh, hey now. All right. Uh, and as we wait for that to come in, next week, you want to win the prize pack? Here's your question. What is the total attendance for the next three games to be played at the arena? It's Detroit, Winnipeg, and Toronto are coming to town for three games this week. Right now, the total capacity for SAP, 17,435. Probably not going to be that. Why? (laughs) Times three. (laughs) It might be, but we don't know. So closest without going over. What do you think the total, total attendance for those three games are going to be if you want if you think all three are going to sell out you know what hit up hockey jerk with 17,435 times three whatever that is and there you go so hockey jerk one zero at gmail.com remember your answers must be submitted before puck drop of the first game which is what is that tuesday tuesday versus detroit so has to be in before then and uh remember you have to be in the u.s 48 if uh, but if you're outside the U.S. 48 and you want to play, um, you have to cover the freight. And shout out to the person who did cover the freight who won from Canada last week. Uh, your prize should be shipping this week. And uh, there you go. Um, I think it's also going to be fun to see if we get the uh, – with these three games this week – do you have a hope in hell of the Sharks scoring four or more getting tacos at all? Tacos. Uh, you know what? <laughs> no. I. You know what? I can't, I can't say which one, but one of these games, they, uh, 
I don't know. I just think the dam's got to burst at some point, right? And I feel like Long it's going to be. Against, I, I want to say it's going to be against Toronto. I really do. All right. So the Sharks do play the Wings, Jets, and Leafs this week. Remarkably, we do not have a Sunday game until March. Thank God. Uh, and even then, I believe I believe the remaining Sunday games are all at favorable times. Are they not? Yeah, they all have us on earlier than normal. Uh, earlier than normal. Excuse me. Thank God. Uh, so that <laughs> so that means next Sunday we're back to our usual 7 p.m. start time and will be for a couple months, thankfully. Uh, like I said, next week we're going to talk about uh, teams to watch, both going uh, up the ladder and falling down, and we're also going to have our halfway through the season points grades, whatever you want to say to uh, put out. I'm seeing people put numbers in here like 33,000, 30,000. In order to win the contest, the regular contest, the regular contest, it's attendance for those three games. Email your guests to hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com for the instant game, which I'm about to cut off here in two minutes <laughs> for the instant game. Mark Edward Vlasic has worn two different numbers for the Sharks. One we all know, 44. What is the other one? And if you don't guess it by the time I'm closing this, uh, then we're going to have to come up with uh, then. Then we'll save it for save that prize for next week. So on Twitter, you can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at aj underscore strong. Remember to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comment section of the video if you weren't with us live. Uh, you can find links to our social media, the podcast apps, and more. All that good stuff. Always in the show notes and find everything on tealtownusa.com. If you would like access to the VIP Discord party, you can hit up Hockey Jerk on the Twitter machine. I'm sure something's going to be going in there tonight for New Year's Eve in some way, shape, or form. And remember to check out After Dark following every single Sharks game this season. All right, we got five minutes. Uh, your favorite moment of 2023, Jerk Man? Uh, does it have to be hockey-related, or can it be anything? Oh, it can be whatever you'd like. It's 2023, baby. It's 2023, you can't say it. Um, I mean, I'm a bit biased, but I did enjoy getting married in 2023. Um, so that was cool. <laughs> I say so. <laughs> I say so casually. Um, oh gosh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, not to say that this year was bad by any chance, but like memorable. Like I'd have to really sit and reflect and really, really think about it. Um, hockey related. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't say. I mean, usually even when the Sharks have been terrible, like I've still gone to some really thrilling hockey games, but that hasn't happened this season. So right. I don't know. I think just, you know, all, all the normal platitudes, you know, good friends, good family, good health, all that bullshit. Um, you know, because it is, I think, you know, the head coming off the pillow every day, you know, <laughs> when when you think the bigger picture, like that's always a nice thing, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, um, uh, every other day except December 7th probably stands out. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. You know, aside from that. Uh, actually, you know what? For me, it might be, uh, hey, Andrew, finally, someone coming through with the number. Vlasic wore 67 <laughs> before switching to 44. Thank you. I was worried somebody was not going to come through. So, Andrew, do me a favor. Email at 
uh, or not at <laughs> email hockey jerk one zero at gmail.com and uh, let him know, dude, one instant jersey winner and send him your address and we'll get that out to you this week. Thank you for playing. Have a happy new year. And speaking of which, uh, maybe tonight is going to be uh, the my favorite moment of 2023 because I get to go over to some friends, uh, go over to their place tonight and have my first beer since December 7th. And it was signed off on by a doctor. <laughs> it was like I had to get, dude, I had to give up like red meat. I had to give up smoking. I had to give up uh, what chocolate I had to give up like, dude. So, and I'm like, just give me one fucking one you know i'm like can i have beer just like once a week a couple beers and they're like yeah okay you can do that i'm like oh thank god like i can and and they said in a few months we can we can look uh and and say you know what maybe you can have a burger once every couple of months you know there you go no cheese you know don't slather on the mayonnaise but you know what little lettuce, little tomato, maybe a little barbecue, whole wheat bun, you're fine. And little I'm, of this, little of that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and I'm good. I'm good with that. So, anyway. Um dude, that's it. Uh this what do you think? Should we uh try to do like 45 minute shows forever now? Is this good or, or do we need to make up for this next week and do like 4 hours? How about neither? <laughs> <laughs> Just go back to what we usually do? Mhm. <laughs> sounds good to me i I do want to put out there put it out so and again like if you don't want to play like whatever like nobody's gonna fucking bully you into playing but this season you know specifically the last couple weeks we've been getting some like good entries into the giveaways you know what i mean like 21 24 22 people we're talking about uh 22 again 24 again this one's 21 Last couple weeks, and I understand it's the holidays, so I'm not going to bully anybody about this, but, you know, two weeks ago, 10 entries. Last week, eight entries. Like, we're giving away free shit, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like all you need to do is, like, and, look at a couple numbers and make a guess. And, and, and here's the thing. If you're somebody who maybe, you know, the offerings, maybe you've already got them. Guess what? AJ's going to go through his supplies and find something to give you. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I will. But, like, Remember, well, hold I mean, up. We're, we're still waiting. Uh, we're still waiting for Mike Molasses to win. That is true. <laughs> still it, sitting here. The giveaway for Mike Molasses is on deck. Yeah. I mean, dude, we that might have to be a thing of, like, uh, <laughs> the last contest of the season might be something along the lines of, uh, you know, Guess the uh, Teal Town fan that has uh, what? What? What is that about? Like thirteen letters in their name? Is that about what? What it is? <laughs> Who's Four, name? Fourteen, fifteen, somewhere in there. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> it is, that both start with M. So, anyway, um, who is Matt Nieto's biggest fan? <laughs> yeah, yeah there you, that could very well be it. So we thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, was it quickie? We'll do we'll do better next Sunday. I promise. Uh, what is it? Uh, oh, celebration of January sixth. No, just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll be on January seventh. So uh, with that, thank you so much. Hope you guys have a spectacular and safe Happy New Year tonight. Spend uh, spend a great New Year's Eve. Have a good time. Don't get crazy. Don't. 
Don't don't or go do. don't go full AJ. You can go some AJ. Don't go full AJ. I literally the beer that I'm having tonight is literally called Mountain of Mayhem. I was gonna say I hope you at least picked a, a good one to, you know. Oh yeah, of course. But but if you're gonna go tonight, Mohill of Mayhem, not a mountain, just a Mohill. There you go. A little bit. So with that, thank you so much. Have a fantastic New Year's Eve. We'll catch you next Sunday or with After Dark following Sharks and who the hell are we playing? Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, everybody. Good night.